that we take these dudes to war Lie them down cause we stronger now My people's the time is now I need is one mic All I need is one mic. There's nothing else in the world. All I need is one mic. That's all a nigga need to do his thing, you know? All I need is one mic. All I need is one life, one try, one breath, or one man. What I stand for speaks for itself. Welcome to Spoken Word by Joshua T. Berglund. I am Joshua T. Berglund. Thank you for being here. Today's broadcast, or today's spoken word, today's word, is love. <laughs> and on Spoken Word, I've really dug into some very deep issues, faith, lust, uh, trust, <laughs> dear Madison. There's been several different words, and they've been they've come from a very, very different place. I mean, I like to believe that everything comes, everything that comes out of me is love, but sometimes it seems very, very disruptive. And in the nature of what I do and what I believe in and the way that I see the world, it's not so easy for me to ignore what I see with my eyes. Ever since I was a little kid, ever since I was very, very little, I've seen the world differently. I remember leaving The Terminator, watching The Terminator and going, that was a documentary. Before I even knew what a documentary was, I just knew that it was real. And so I never trusted anything I heard. I Going to church, growing up in church my whole life, I didn't believe what the pastor said. I didn't even really understand it, nor did it ever resonate with me. Did it sink in my heart? Mind you, I was angry. Mind you, I was full of rage, full of lust, full of all kinds of things, full of confusion, full of identity issues. But the truth is that I have never trusted anything that, I've, I, I, that I hear, so I have to go dig deep for the truth until something feels right to me. That is a trap. And I've never understood that until really the last couple of days. I did a broadcast yesterday um, where we discussed the Garden of Eden, the brain, the pineal gland, the forbidden fruit, and all of that. But that interview was actually something that happened because of something that God showed me a week before. And with the understanding, and I've, I've been pretty open about this in some of my other posts, but with that understanding and starting to realize who we really are, and I'm not saying that we're God. I'm not saying that, so before you think that I'm going new age, you're out of your freaking mind. But I also believe that the Bible is telling us a lot more than what we think. And while I'm not ready to say 100% that the brain is the Garden of Eden or the pineal gland is the forbidden fruit, I'm not committing to this yet. But when I when I look at the Bible and I look at God's word and I look at everything in the Bible from the frame of our brain is the garden of Eden and the forbidden fruit is our pineal gland. I start to realize that we are more powerful than what sometimes we even believe ourselves. And again, I'm not saying that we are God, but I do believe that we are way more powerful than what we lead than what we think way more powerful. Now, powerful because of the power that God put inside of us, the power of Christ Jesus inside of us, we are superheroes. That's what I believe. I believe that the, the, more, the, the, the more destruction that you've, you've faced in your life, the more hardship, the more 
trauma, the more abuse, the more addiction, the more evil that you've experienced. Well, that's prepping you. That's superhero school. And one thing that I've become very comfortable with knowing, and this is going to disturb some people, is that God is in everything, including evil. God allows evil to happen. God and the devil, Satan, work together. This is not blasphemous. The story of Job is a prime example that the devil can't do a single dadgum thing without the permission of God. So we give way too much power to the devil. We give way too much power to the enemy. And I'm guilty of this. I am 190% guilty of this. Because I want people to understand and see what's going on in the world. I want people to recognize the plans of the wicked one. And so I've spent so much time trying to wake people up and open their eyes to see the bigger picture of what's happening, to help people connect the dots. This has been the most miserable, and I've always kind of been like this, but I have focused really hard since March of 2020 to help people see the full picture. Agenda 22, the fourth industrial revolution, the great reset, the false light, the great deception that is coming. And there is a great deception coming after all. I mean, I'm having connection issues. Oh, now we're back. I don't know why it did that. Anyway. So this morning, because I have ever since this revelation about our brain and the pineal gland and all of that has come to me. It's helped strengthen my relationship with the Lord. And I and it's also helped me realize and focus in on energy and the energy that I put out, the energy that I take in. Because I love to research. I love to read what the World Economic Forum is doing. I love to, to see the plans of the enemy, to dive deep and go understand what the Masons are doing, what, what the Illuminati may be doing, what our government's doing, what the, 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 the CDC and the WHO and what they're doing and all this stuff. Like, I love it. It, it. it is something that fascinates me. It interests me. Fake alien invasions, Project Blue Beam, <laughs> the Philadelphia Experiment, all of these things are so interesting to read about. But the problem is, when I focus on that, my attention is taken off the very place that I'm told to keep my attention. And that is on God. That is on our Creator. That is on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if, I, if my mind is fixated over here with what may happen or what I think will happen and all of that, what I'm really doing is playing God. I'm playing God when I do that. And that is robbing me of the ability to be love, to radiate love, to, to, to operate in the fruits of the spirit. Because love is more than just, baby, you look good. I love you. I'm going to get up. And that, like, that is not, that's not the love I'm talking about. Or even the love when you, you fall in love with a, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or whatever, and you're just like, ooh, starry eyes, and you're, you're just you're giddy all inside, and you got butterflies in your stomach, and you feel so good. I'm not talking about that love. 
I'm talking about love and the way that the fruits of the Spirit talk about it or what the fruits of the Spirit are. And we're going to get into that because I today am making a commitment and Lord help me because I fall, I, I listen, I love to go dive down a rabbit hole, flat earth, <laughs> thank you, like hollow earth, come on. Come on, I want to like satanic ritual abuse. Like, I mean, I and I that's real. It's not even conspiracy. And the fact is, all of these wormholes that I go down to find truth is their plan. It is the world leader's plan. And by the way, the leaders of this world are not of God. They are not of our creator. So like I'm playing God when I feed that. When I when I take people's attention. And make, have them focus on that because, ooh, watch out for the big scary thing. Because here's the thing. It's not like we're going to stop it anyway. You're not going to stop the great falling away. You're not going to stop the Antichrist from coming in power. We're not going to stop any of that. We're not stopping the world economic form. We don't have big enough guns and big enough weapons and big enough everything else to do that. We have so much more that we should be focused on. And that's truth. And I believe that that's God. And we're going to get into it today because the only thing that's going to heal this world, other than, I mean, truth, but truth is love. You can't have love without truth. So while we're saying we love you to people, but we're lying to them, well, we're lying to them about loving them too, because you cannot possibly love somebody and lie to them, intentionally lie to them. You cannot love and lie because they don't go together. It's like fear and love don't go together. It's impossible. It's impossible. It is not a true, genuine love because love is a superpower. And the only way that we can receive that superpower is with the love of Christ and what Christ can do in us. So we're going to get into that today. But so one of the reasons why I'm really happy to no longer be broadcasting uh, on Facebook or even YouTube, is that I'm going to play music. And there's one song, when I think of love, and I think of the force that love is, there is no better song in the world to me. I mean, there's a bunch of good songs. Who am I kidding? But the one that moves me every time is So Will I. So I just... You know, however you want to do this, however you want to get your heart right with this, I'm just going to be still and let you listen. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, Spoke to the dark and flashed out the wonder of light. As you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are formed. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. The stars are made to worship so alive. 
as you speak A hundred billion failures disappear Oops, messed that up. Oh my gosh. Um, ah, that song wrecks me every time. And when I was talking about love and what this broadcast is today, oh God. <laughs> oh, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Um, oh my God. I, it, it, it gets me, especially the part that talks about a hundred billion mistakes, failures disappear. Oh my God. <laughs> I've made so many mistakes, man. I've made so many mistakes. And I've made, I, like before Christ, I made a lot of bad mistakes and I was evil. But even since I gave my life to the Lord, I've made so many mistakes. And yet he loves me. He loves you enough to erase those mistakes and to make purpose out of those mistakes, of those failures. I... I can't stress it enough. The failure in the evil mother trucker that I was. And now I get to live the life of my dreams. That's God. That ain't me. That ain't new age Jesus. Without Jesus dying on the cross. My life is not possible, and I know it from every fabric and being, or every sense of my being, every fabric of my body, every fabric of my soul and my spirit, I know. And I, in words are powerful, so I, I want to be very, very careful about what I say. But I used to say I didn't deserve it. And maybe I didn't. But God's grace is, is, is present anyway, and it's available for you. 
gosh. And it's so crazy because it's like, we serve full time and I don't have a job. I don't, I mean, we serve, like that's the decision. I don't hunt after a job. I don't hunt after work. I just serve and I do what God tells me to do and I do my best anyway. And you know, and I fall short there sometimes, but I live by faith. I don't, my God, I, how rewarding is it to serve God after what he's done for all of us, not just me, but I think about my own life and it's a privilege. And yet, you know, I got money concerns. I got money worries. I got like, I mean, I have those things. But I serve a loving God and I get the opportunity to lay those at his feet. And then I know it's going to be taken care of. That's love. That's a father's love. And there's nothing better than that. And some of you don't know what it's like to have a father's love. Some of you have horrendous relationships with your father. I know I, I, or your mom even. And I'm. Like for all the years I spent hating my dad and wanting him to love me. Or and be proud of me. And I and I hated him. I hated him so much. And now it's been years since his death. And, and how I know he's proud of me now, I don't know, but I feel it in my heart. But before I knew that, I got to experience my Heavenly Father's love. And it's changed my life. And I'm not perfect. But I'll be... But I owe my life to him. The life I get to live today. And it's not all peaches and roses and, and, and all, whatever the stupid expression is. It's not, it's not an easy life. But dadgummit, I love it. I have so much joy because of what I get to do. And I get to do it serving the Lord, which is also serving his people. And every single one of us have an opportunity to do the same thing. And here's a hint. If you're miserable where you are in life right now, if you look all around you and you don't know who to trust, if you are insecure and you're scared and you're fearful of what's happening in the world and you don't know your place in the world, first of all, I get it. But secondly, God can take that uncertainty from you and he can give you a life and a life more abundantly, but it's not even just about that. It's about his love and recognizing that when you receive his love, you learn to love yourself in ways that you will honor the boundaries that you keep and you will not let people penetrate your boundaries. You will make loving decisions for yourself because after all, this is a temple. This is a temple that you were gifted to house the spirit of God, to operate, to be 
Christ-like to your fellow man. And even if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, even if he is not your Lord and Savior, the model that Jesus left for the world to follow is the path that we are all meant to be on. To access the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, to operate fully in our gifting, to operate fully into our purpose, we are to follow the path that Jesus walked. <laughs> Easier said than done. But he did it with love. He did it with love. And you know what? Sometimes love is painful. Let's get into what the Bible says about this. But crying like a boob. Boobs don't cry, do they? I mean, they shoot. Well, not my boobs. But never, never, never mind. Sorry, that was probably inappropriate. <clears throat> Golly, I haven't cried like that in a long time. Have mercy. Woo! I got my composure back. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast, nor is it arrogant or rude. Boy, I've been guilty of all that. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable, resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I never in my life loved this way. And I'm so grateful that I... <laughs> Well, first of all, I didn't love myself. Even after giving my life to the Lord, I didn't love myself. I still battled my sexuality. I still battled the the crazy, insane sexual desires and the chem sex stuff. I, I desired it even after giving my life to the Lord. And mind you, it wasn't like it was, but it was still there for me. It was still present. I also did not believe that God loved me 100%. Yeah, I, I, he loved me enough to die on the cross, and I and I accepted that in my heart, but because I was still beating myself up for the, the desires that I was having and the, the, the struggles that I was having mentally, I never believed that God really loved me. I didn't believe that God loved me the way I was. Therefore, and I don't know how to explain this to you, I don't know the answer to this, but it took me accepting that God loves me exactly the way I am. And that is as, and I don't even want to label this sexuality because it would be, that in itself is misleading, but to just say that it's very fluid. I didn't believe that God loved me. And so I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. Well, what does shame and guilt do to you? It makes you feel like utter crap. That is not what God wants from us. Now, mind you, sin is death, yes. But that's what Jesus died on the cross for. And no, that does not mean that we go bathe in sin. Give me some more of that. No, <laughs> it's not it. Because when we have Christ in our heart, we don't want that life. But the thing is, is like I had to accept that God loves me the way I was. And when I did fully accept it, then 
I learned to see myself. And with loving myself and making better loving decisions for myself, no more meth, no more cocaine, no more ketamine, no more ecstasy, no more whatever. I mean, God, I would snort ants if you told me it would get high, get me high. I, I, you know, I still struggle with food because I like to eat, you know, <laughs> and so I'm working on that. But even then I used to weigh 300 pounds. Yeah. Cocaine made me fat, but anyway, the way that I eat, but it's more than that. It's taking care of my heart. It's the foods that I eat. It's what I watch. It's what I listen to. All of that is making loving decisions for yourself. And when I started making loving decisions for myself, I began to heal. And as most of you know that watch this program and those of you don't that are new here, I have a condition called DID, Disassociative Identity Disorder. It's also known as Multiple Personality Disorder. However, God has healed me. So I've lived with that for most of my life, and it has been a real struggle. But because of making loving decisions for myself, I got to a place where I became whole enough that God could trust me with the woman of my dreams. Because God ain't giving you your dreams unless if you're physically ready for it. Because he doesn't want you to squander your dream. But why in the world would he give you something for you to corrupt it? And you will corrupt everything that you don't truly love. You'll corrupt everything that you don't truly love. That's why God wants us to heal because he doesn't want us damaging his other children. I damaged a lot of God's children because I didn't love myself. Therefore, I had no ability to love and your whole, oh, don't cheat on me, <laughs> that meant anything. Like no other, no one else's feelings mattered to me enough to not cheat, not lie, not abuse, not gaslight, not all that stuff. But when I got to a place where I healed enough, then God brought me the woman of my dreams. And then we got to complete the healing process together. Because it's one thing to operate and function where you're loving yourself and you're just cool and like, hey, taking care of yourself is pretty easy in comparison to leading a family. But do you think, do you really think that you're supposed to be leading a family when you don't love yourself? What do you think you're going to do to that family? You can ask any of my exes what I did to their family. It's ugly. And not everybody is as ugly as I was. But it's ugly. Accepting that God loved me for who I am allowed me to love myself, and therefore I got more and more closer to God. Therefore, I wanted more and more and more of what God had for me and less of what the world wanted for me. And it's tough. Some of y'all know this. Some of you know how tough it is to just go, I'm keeping my eyes on the Lord when all the world is doing this. All the fun stuff, all the crazy stuff, all the... The weekend benders and all that, all that stuff that used to seem so fun. Even though I was a chronic addict, a, a chem sex addict, like I still dabbled with alcohol. I mean, I was never a big drinker anyway. I was more of a meth and cocaine guy. 
Um, but, you know, I dabbled with alcohol still like every once in a while. But like that has gone away, not because of an addiction that I went back to it. It's just like, ah, it sounded fun, like whatever. Like now I just look at it as it poisons my soul and I want nothing to do with it. I don't want, I recognize how blessed I am to have this body. And I'm not saying like, look at my muscle. I'm not, not like that. But the body that my spirit and my soul get to operate, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I kind of wish that I would have done a few less eight balls, shot up a few less drugs. I wish that because my body kind of hurts all the time. You know, I have the side effects from having HIV, which is chronic inflammation. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing. But it could be way worse. And little by little, God is healing me more and more and more and more. And I believe that I will be completely healed, not just undetectable as I am now, but I believe I will be completely cured of HIV. I believe it with all my heart. I believe this pain, this inflammation, all this will go away. In fact, after my interview yesterday, I'm more motivated to fast than I've ever been in my life. I have a reason to fast. But these loving decisions that we make not only help us learn our identity and who we were created to be and what God wants us to be. But then, and only then, will we attract the people that belong in our life that are going to help us get to where God wants us to go. Because God has a plan for every single one of you watching. God has a plan for me. God has a plan for all of you that are listening. And he's got the people to help you get there. But God is not going to put the right people in your life until you are the person that can be a good steward of those relationships. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. This is, I mean, look, I know there's a lot more depth to this verse than what I'm going to go into, but the way we speak to each other, even when we disagree, and, and Christians are bad about this because we'll argue over theology, we'll argue over verses and what we think, what means, and we attack each other publicly. Is any of that love? Is any of the scolding or acting like we know better, is that love? And I'm guilty of this. Is spreading fear love? No. And you know what? I'm guilty of this too. And I wasn't even trying to, like, spread fear. <coughs> I was sharing the enemy's plans with people to help them see it, but... And still taking their eyes off of God and what God wants for that individual. Instead, I'm serving as the distraction to go, look over here. Look at this evil when right here is truth. Because the fact is, none of us really know what God's plan is. I mean, after all, what's that saying about uh, making plans? Like we make plans and God laughs. He's like, you think you know what's best? I can't tell you how many times that I thought I knew it was best. And then God goes, uh-uh. 
I mean, multiple times when I was on my journey with Christ that I, <laughs> I, I, when I brokering movie deals, brokering oil deals and, you know, and I'm going, oh my gosh, I was just homeless a month ago. And now all of a sudden I'm going to make 15 million a month. I was looking at $30 million houses. You know what would have happened if those oil deals would have went through or I would have gotten paid for the money I raised for those films? I'd be dead. I'd be dead because the very first thing I would have done is gone to Vegas, get a bunch of hookers and blow, and then I would have asked for forgiveness after. That's the fact. Because when that happened in my life, I was still a baby Christian. I, even, I don't call myself a Christian. I love Jesus Christ. He's my savior. I follow Jesus. But whatever. The name doesn't matter. I serve, I serve the Lord. But I know for a fact that I would have been like face deep in a hooker's butt doing God knows what for days on end, and I'd be dead. God knows what's best for us, and what was best for me was not getting that money then. But the plans that we make, it, it, it's the same way with the enemy. The enemy has plans. The World Economic Forum has plans. The, the United Nations has plans. The government has plans. But that's man. Man. That's man. That's man's plan. God's laughing. God is laughing at their plan. The same way he laughs at our plans. The same way he laughs at our plans. And even when our heart is aligned with him, even when our heart is aligned with him, he's still going to be laughing at us because we want good. Oh, I'll give you an example. We want this. And this could symbolize, you know, the level, the, 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 the boldness, the bigness, the size of our dreams. We want this. We want world domination, world success, all the things. And this is what God shows us in our dreams and visions. Like, hey, this is possible for you. You could be the world's mayor. I am the world's mayor. I own the domain. But you can be the world's mayor. You can travel the world and serve. You can help people all over the world. You can tour. You can speak. You can sell your books all over the world. Here you go. This is what I get. So when the very first opportunity that comes to us and we think this is it, it's a good opportunity. But God has great. God has a great, big, big opportunity for you. Why would we settle for good when we can have great? Why settle for large or medium when we can have mucho gusto? Wait, mucho gusto is not right. <laughs> we can have mucho more, whatever. I barely speak English. Don't hold me to that. That's love. Love is great. Happiness is good. 
Good fleeting. Good is temporary. Joy is great. Great is joy. And I'll take that all day. That's why it is essential that we love ourselves enough to wait on God because God's plan is better for us than our own. In anything that comes to us that we think is a gift from God, all we have to do is ask. And God will show us if that's what he has for us or not. Or if he says, walk away, i got something better for you. That takes trust. And to trust, you have to love. There's no love without trust, and there's no trust without love. If you speak in the way, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> Greater love has no other one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I don't think that it's just throwing yourself in front of a bus and what that means. I think there's so much more to that. To give sacrificially to your fellow man. To give somebody the shirt off your back. We're all called to do and serve different ways. We feel led to love in different ways. But being sacrificial toward our fellow man is an expression of love. I know it's, you know, the expression, it's more blessed to give than receive. And it's, it, it, it's more blessed to give. It absolutely is more blessed to give than receive. But there's depth to that too. There's levels of giving to that too. And I used to think that by sacrificing friendships and relationships, by trying to wake people up to the truth, that was a show of love. I was lying to myself. Oh, and for the record, I absolutely believe with all my heart everything that I've said. Those were the enemy's plans. I, I mean, I, I'm, I was willing to die for it then. I die for it now. However... The most loving thing I can ever do for anybody is to share what true love is. I want to go back to the very first one, and we're going to wind it up. Love is patient, so I'm not quick to anger. I'm not quick to lash out at you. Love is patient. Love is kind. I'm not mocking you. I'm not teasing you. Love does not envy. This means I'm not lusting after your possessions or your success. I'm happy for you. Love doesn't boast. Because, frankly, the only boasting I should ever be doing is what God has done for me. Not what I've done, what God has done. I can boast about that, but that ain't about me. It is not arrogant or rude. I can be rude. I don't mean to be, but I got to work on that. It does not insist on having its own way. 
this is a great lesson for leaders because being a leader is not getting your way every time. It's not always about that. Sometimes it's about, well, I mean, I think it really is the best, what's best for the group. It is not irritable. <laughs> Maybe you need coffee before you try to love somebody. It's not resentful. There's no place for resentment when there's love. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. We're not celebrating burning buildings. We're not celebrating the destruction of other people's property in all of the major cities in the United States and around the world. We're not celebrating that. We're not celebrating... Oh, I got another one for you. We're not outside of abortion clinics taunting and making fun and telling people that are going in the abortion clinic that they're going to hell. You're not God. You don't get to say that. You don't have to like abortion, but it doesn't give you a right to attack people that are having it. It doesn't. May not be a popular opinion, but you know what? It truly is their body and their choice. I don't agree with it, but it ain't my body. In the same respect, my body, my choice. You're not sticking a needle in me that I don't want in me. It works both ways. So when we're mad at people for getting jab boosted, we're not we're not loving. We're not loving. And I'm I and the weight of that keeps hitting me because for two and a half years I've been screaming at the mountaintops. Do not get jabbed and boosted because of the consequences. My body, my choice. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, except what comes out of the government's mouth. It doesn't say that I added to that in. Hopes all things, endures all things. Fighting with your spouse, fighting with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, coworkers. That you feel like the world is coming at you and all you want to do is lash out like you're a scared cat. It's not love. And man, I got to tell you, sometimes it feels really, really good to unleash on someone <laughs> until it's done. And it's the worst feeling. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Uh, message, thank you for, thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the abundance in all areas that you have planned for all of us. Thank you for your word and thank you for everything you are. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you for watching. Um, God bless you. If you need prayer, you can scan. There it is. Scan that barcode right there. There, that one. You can scan that barcode. Um, you can find all of our contact information, find information to our book or movie. And, um, you know, if you need to contact us, you need prayer, just ask for it. There's no questions asked and there's never any judgment. God bless you.